0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and AM member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is
1: back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck, low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.
0: Well, some great stories out of the Paralympics, not just Sophie Pascoe. Hopefully we'll get through to the of Mission very shortly, just having uh, issues with the Tokyo phone lines, uh, and has that been a common theme in the last uh, six weeks or so? But however, Daniel Aitchison, of course, she snared her second medal of the Tokyo Paralympics, a bronze behind a world-record 100-metre sprint from China's Shi Yi Ting. You've got to be very careful how you say that. Shi Yi Ting. The 20-year-old from Patongata, um, or Patatonga, sorry, Patatonga in uh, Waikato, added uh, bronze to her silver from the 200 on Sunday, both times um, behind uh, the flying Chinese athlete. Uh, Her journey to the Paralympics, uh, Danielle, has been an inspiring one. Born with severe jaundice. Cerebral palsy and 80 to 90 percent hearing loss. So the odds absolutely stacked against her. Absolutely stacked against. Her. What an amazing story she is. So I'm pleased to say we can join Paula Teserero uh, on the line now. Paula's an amazing person in her own right. She's uh, a gold winning, a gold medal winning cyclist from the 2008 Paralympics. Um, but, but she's uh, the head of a team that has currently collected four golds, three silvers, and three bronzes. And I'm sure she's smiling from ear to ear. Uh, good morning to you, Paula. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate your time.
1: Ah, Kia ora. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, Paula, first of all, can um, you know, some of the scenes uh, after Sophie's uh, great performance last night were a little bit concerning, the, the blackout, et cetera, the, the medical, treat, uh, medical treatment she was getting. Um, what's the latest update on, on Sophie, bearing in mind, of course, she's very keen to, to start again today.
1: That's right. So uh, welcomed Sophie back into the village and it's still quite early here in Japan so I haven't had an update this morning but uh, as at very late last night she was um, having dinner and a very late dinner and uh, she was recovering well.
0: Well that is great news because she's so inspiring for us and Long may that inspiration continue. So you were in the team with her back in Beijing some 13 years ago when she won the first of her uh, individual medleys uh, over 200 metres. She's now won that event four times in a row. Just, just how incredible uh, do you find her on a one-on-one basis and, and her performance? Oh, look,
1: Sophie is just an incredibly talented athlete and all-round wonderful person she you know has now won eleven gold Paralympic medals, and that's just an incredible achievement and it's really testament to her hard work, her attitudes, and her talent. and certainly being in Beijing with her when you know she was still at secondary school and just over the years seeing her, Uh, grow and and develop in her sport and as a person it's just been really wonderful it's been a privilege to know Sophie and you know she's got another race today and and I'm looking forward to seeing that and looking forward to celebrating properly with her when we're all back home
0: well it's uh you know that it seems in the distant future at the moment and, and you know um hopefully you have a smooth passage home a lot of people uh, are getting uh, getting through some issues trying to get back into New Zealand but I'm sure when you do uh, the team as a whole will be uh, very warmly received because uh, as a unit it's been quite outstanding I, I just wonder, uh, just back to Sophie briefly um, her, her um, status in the team but also her status in the village I mean she is probably one of the most successful of all time in the Paralympics so is, does she hold a sort of an aura about her not just within our team but other teams as well?
1: Yeah, Sophie's certainly, uh, you know, a highly respected Paralympian. She's New Zealand's most successful Paralympian. She's well known in you know the Paralympic um, circle, the whole Paralympic family, and you know one of the reasons that you know she is a uh, was appointed as the Paripata, which was our our flag bearer equivalent. Um, you know, is because of the mana that you know she holds, and that, that people look up to her. And so, you know, certainly, she is just a wonderful athlete, wonderful all-round person.
0: The team is, uh, as a whole, uh, Paula. I've done a wonderful job. Uh, other gold medalists, of course, other medalists uh, around the group. Just, just how pleased, and, and you know, uh, how how chuffed are you about the the way they've competed this time round? So far?
1: Oh, we're really pleased with the performance of the team. You know, we've got 29 athletes here in Japan, 18 for home It's their first Paralympic Games. And, you know, we've seen, um, you know, our very experienced athletes medal. um, And we've also seen, you know, first-time Paralympians Medal. So, you know Danielle Atkinson last night uh, coming home with her second medal from her first games. We've had you know Tupo, um, who medalled and and obviously won gold uh, at his second Paralympic Games. Um, Sophie with with her medals and and all her experience. Uh, So look really really thrilled with the performance of the team and we've still got a lot more competition to come. We've got more swimming today, we've got uh, canoe racing, we've got more athletics to come and shooting. So we've got four more sports still to you know continue in their um, performance and seeing the canoe racing today will be you know, fantastic to see how um, our two athletes do. So, you know, I'm thrilled with the performance so far, and, and I think there's, you know, I'm, I'm sure still more to come.
0: Paula, each of these remarkable athletes has uh, a unique story behind them. I just read out before while we were waiting to connect to you this uh, amazing story of young Danielle Aitchison who has uh, uh, has overcome so much. Uh, and what she's achieved and still manages at the end of the day to perform like she has with such a, a, a beaming smile. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that that gets me about this is that uh, what they've had to overcome, but the joy they have, the joy I think on the Paralympics face often exceeds the joy on um, the able-bodied athletes to me. I, I think it's one of the great, the, the great things about it and so inspirational to perhaps young children who who are overcoming difficulties themselves?
1: Certainly, you know, every Paralympian has a story and that's one of the wonderful things, I think, that binds Paralympic athletes together. You know, everyone's got a story and sharing those stories, uh, you know, is, is one of the things that often happens at the Paralympic Games is the sharing of those stories. And certainly you know one of the uh, big I guess aims of the Paralympic movement is to raise awareness about disability and through raising awareness, you know, we hope that that leads to a greater understanding, and that that understanding can help drive. More social inclusion and better outcomes around the world for disabled people. You know, and in New Zealand, twenty-four percent of the population is disabled, and so you know the Paralympic Games are, are one you know, important way of demonstrating um, a, a greater awareness of disability and, and hopefully, you know, drive better outcomes for disabled people. And you know, we've had some wonderful. Messages from children back home to our athletes and, you know, reading what they say and the motivation that they get from seeing Paralympians perform is, you know, wonderful and certainly young disabled people who are thinking about sport as a career and, you know, have, have some great athletes to look up to.
0: Paula, one of the, uh, the downsides of it has been uh, from time to time we've missed out on the uh, individual brilliance of, of particularly some of our athletes because uh, the television coverage just uh, has been cutting it away. We're at the mercy, of course, of the, of the host broadcaster, but that has been, uh, I think, probably one of the downsides.
1: Yes, yeah, certainly I think a number of uh, complicating factors have led to um, not all of our athletes being seen for their entire event and I know that it's created some disappointments and I know that Paralympics New Zealand and TVNZ and the host
0: broadcaster
1: uh, in Japan are, are all working to try and resolve
0: that. Oh, that's good news. Uh, from uh, your point of view, and a, you're an administrator on this particular journey, so uh, how's the event uh, been run? How smoothly has it has it gone about?
1: Oh, the Japanese are wonderful hosts, you know, really welcoming of everybody. Uh, you know, overall, the games have been run really well. It's a very challenging environment here, of course, with the number of COVID cases in Japan and, you know, needing to keep everyone safe and and manage in what is a very unique and challenging environment. So, you know, an event of this size where you've got, you know, four and a half thousand athletes competing is hard enough, but you, you know, you throw the challenges of being in a pandemic on that, and you know, that does make for um, a you know, particularly challenging environment, which you know, overall I think is, is being managed as best as it can be. Uh,
0: Paula, uh, when uh, all this is uh, done and uh, everyone returns home safely to New Zealand, of course, you will uh, resume your, your other role, which is the New Zealand Disability Commissioner. Can you tell us a, a wee bit about? that particular role back home?
1: So the role of the Disability Rights Commissioner is a statutory function under the Human Rights Act and the role is to promote and raise awareness around disability and to advocate for improved outcomes for 24% of New Zealanders who are disabled. And so... You know, if we look at the outcomes that disabled people in New Zealand currently face, we have a long way to go before we, you know, have real equity and and inequality in New Zealand for disabled people. And so the role is really about promoting that and raising awareness and ultimately uh, advocating with central government, local government, business
0: and, you know, Kiwis at large for better outcomes for disabled people. Well, Paula, Tessariro, thank you very much for your time this morning. I know it's very early in uh, Tokyo. We appreciate you getting up early. Um, we're absolutely thrilled back home, I can tell you, with uh, the efforts of your team. Uh, they are doing uh, themselves and us very, very proud indeed, and uh, there's so much more to come. We look forward to that. Thank you uh, so much for your time uh, here on SENZ.